This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Okay, so yesterday the Minister in the Presidency or the Minister of Electricity, Dr. Kosinto Ramukhupa, said that the stage six load shedding is likely to ease down by Wednesday after around nine power stations suffered boiler tube challenges, as he called them. During a media briefing, the minister said that the since uh, uh, stage six was introduced this past weekend, two of the power stations that contributed uh, to the dis- uh, to the descent were brought back online. The escalation also marks a deviation from ESCOM's plan to keep load shedding capped at stage four and uh, also flies in the face of messages a message from the president during a state of the nation address that the, the end of load shedding is in sight. Right, let's get uh, perspective here. We're joined on the line by Hugo Creer, who is an uh, electricity uh, expert joining us on, uh, via, on the line via Zoom. Good morning to you, and thanks so much for your time. Uh, I mean, firstly, what do you make of the response from the, or what the minister had to say in terms of, you know, to say that, uh, you know, this was a measure that um, had to be taken to ease down, uh, you know, to at least to, um, I, I think it was, he said it was a cautionary uh, step that was taken. Isn't that the case generally with the load shedding? So good morning to you. Um, the minister was a bit trying to spin some words. He was, uh, there were nine units that tripped due to boiler tube uh, failures. Okay, um, But boiler tubes are not supposed to fail to begin with. Um, if there was a boiler tube prevention program, um, you, it would not occur. Boiler tubes is basically, um, you know, you know, during these uh, steam generating process, they used to heat the water so to, simpler, to simplify it. And basically, the older power plants um, have all the type of metals. And when you take them on and off, you need to be very careful during the reheating process to gradually heat them up. And I suspect what they did is they were pushing it. And if you go too quickly, then the the, the, the tubes get localized stresses and then they burst. And this is what happened. So now they have to weld it shut. So what it tells me is that there is a lack of quality control at ESCOM. And ESCOM used to have a very good boiler tube program that was implemented by Brian Mulefi and Marcella Koko in 2017 and 18. Um, so those errors are not supposed to occur. It tells me that entire program has crashed down. I mean, to have nine, uh, it's one thing for one or two power stations to have the same type of failure, but nine uh, seems to suggest that there's some, something systemically wrong there. So, so just correct, it's not power stations, it's units. Okay? Oh, so units, I'm yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes, but uh, you're correct. Um, this is a systemic issue. Um, I spoke to former operators, and they tell me that what happened is they chased uh, good operators out a few years ago, or they went to retirement, and they never tried to maintain those skills and expertise, for example. Mm. In fact, I'm still trying to get to the whole root cause of this thing, um, mm. you know, through through my network, but... Essentially, what ESCOM needs to do is they need to get expertise operators back into a system. And this was recommended to South Africa, and this is something I really want to make a noise about, by Sir Mick Davis. Now, Mick Davis was a former chief financial officer of ESCOM. He later became um, uh, Theresa May's advisor in the United Kingdom. Okay, so He's a very good businessman and things of that sort, and he was in the coal industry. And he went back in 2019 uh, to the portfolio committee, and he gave advice a, a nine-point turnaround plan to Sir Ramaphosa. 
one of the points he identified was going to failures as a mm. key risk. Okay. Mm. The other thing that he identifies, he said, please bring back 153. Was I don't know why he got to 153. It was a weird number. Skilled South Africans. Okay, from abroad or have left the industry to try and transfer some skills back because ESCOM had a skills deficit. Mm. Ramaphosa, I'm sad to say, has ignored his advice. Mm. What are we to make then? I mean, uh, ultimately, the president is a politician. We're in an election year. He is bound to say all sorts of things that sound good to the ear. Realistically, when he speaks, like with a, when he says things like, uh, um, you know, the worst of load shedding is uh, is behind us now. Uh, you know, how can he back that up? Especially when you know those kind of words tend to come back and bite you um, when. Uh, a few days later, literally number, a few days later, we are back in stage six load shedding. Um, uh, I'll see you this way. A few years ago, it was still possible to project more or less uh, stages of load shedding. At the mm. moment, the stuff is on the fly that I don't think any analyst um, can seriously tell you what's going on. What South Africa needs to do, and this is where I, I really want government to listen, is to make a commitment in law that they will overhaul the entire coal fleet, fix mm. everything, okay? And I've said this before in your program, and mm. finally the message is setting in. South Africa is the most coal-dependent country in the world, mm. okay? We're more than China per person. All the high coal-dependent countries in Asia are maintaining their coal fleet as they add renewables. We are trying to add renewables and walk away from coal, and that's coming to bite us, and we're seeing mm. it. So my view is for the next 20 years, we need to overhaul the entire station. And what does an overhaul mean? It's when you do maintenance, you take a unit offline, you impose maybe a stage one or two unit load mm. shedding, okay, which I know it's not popular, to stabilize the load shedding. And then you get a proper competent engineering team, ideally from India or South Korea or Japan, to either to fix what is broken, to, to replace all the components, or just to rebuild the power station on its exact location. They scrap the old and built one next to it. Mm. And I think that is slowly and surely setting into South Africa. Whatever we can say about coal, it is still the least constrained of all the eight major energy sources. Mm. It's the one nobody likes to talk about, but everyone is dependent on. And but it's it, part of this issue is walking away from broken coal fleet. Mm. We've had like some horror experiences with build projects, you know. Uh, if you look at uh, our experience with Migusile and Midubi, uh, I do wonder about now if you were to build newer power stations um, next to it, I, which would be easier to do, first of all. Would it be easier to build a new power station or to refurbish the, old, the aging ones? So the, the first point is that the Americans and the South Koreans run some power stations up to 90 years. Mm. That was only 40 years. Mm. Um, but they constantly keep on replacing components and they take care of it. Now, the question is with these boiler tubes and things is, how, what is the status of the coal fleet? Now, the government uh, last year, to the end of last year, mm. had this German company, VGBE Energy, to look into the status of the coal fleet. And again, Lamaposa is playing games. He's like Mick Davis's report. He doesn't make that report public knowledge. Mm-hmm. He releases information for public consumption. So I'm very skeptical of what they say. But that report should theoretically be able to tell you, the, to answer your question. Uh, when I speak to people inside of ESCOM, they tell me that um, it is possible to, some, to, to fix it. And sometimes they say you don't even need money. You just need to change the operator. So the boiler tube is a good example of that. Mm. The Kendall power station, there's a few pumps working and you just need somebody to figure out how to fix the other pumps. 
mm. things of that nature. And that will recover energy availability factor. Mm. And when we recover that, um, you know, like we slowly climb out of load shedding. And then in addition, we can build the other stuff. I'm not, you know, saying we shouldn't build all the other things. Mm. But I think it's always it sounds nicer to build new things, isn't it? Mm. And to answer your question, Madhupin Kusili, yes, I share those concerns, which is why I would say get the Chinese or the Indians or the South Koreans to build your one if you have to. Please don't do it yourself and structure those deals in such a way that the builder carries risk. Yes. If there's yes. overruns, you know, you sue him basically. Mm. And then just uh, you were saying that it's become almost impossible for anyone to predict what's going to happen with the system at any given time. The fact that we had three months where, you know, of uh, a relative. Uh, stability where we did not reach the six and so on. Uh, did we just luck out there, or what are we to read into that uh, the three months of calm, so to speak? I was optimistic and and based. I made the mistake of predicting the future last year on one on, on one TV show, and um, I said we will only have stage one or two this year. So that was me back then. Okay, so at this stage, I I totally refrain from making any predictions. I was optimistic that they were trying to fix it and do maintenance, and I do believe that there is a will in ESCOM to fix some of the things. So I'm not trying to you know step on down on them all the time. But if you have operational issues such as this and you don't have the knowledge, which I really think they don't, you need to come to an admission to say, look, let's just get some skilled people back and help us. Okay, and and I think sometimes it's stubbornness and pride. You know, you don't want to admit that you need help with something, but it's quite clear to me that ESCOM doesn't have it. And then with maintenance, there's another few issues. Um, I'm busy writing a series of articles with a man by the name of Sudhima Shlopi, who knows uh, worked for Dunell and worked with the SFEs. And with the maintenance issues, um, there's treasury instructions and certain localization laws that makes it unattractive for local operation and maintenances to come into ESCOM. Mm. And government, that's why I say government must make a commitment in law to overall the coal fleet. And then we must say all these policies that block maintenance and the, the stupid things like, for example, if you, an emergency part breaks under the current treasury rules, you're supposed to put everything out for emergency procurement and get three tenders and stuff. Now, that sounds all good and well, but something that should take two to three days in an ordinary company now takes a few months and mm. you know can even take up to a year to fix so the regulatory red tape around ESCOM is part of the issue that we have. Yeah. Um, what I think is necessary is good morale, and then it needs to be political support. And, um, you know, you need one minister. You can't have three ministers, for example. You know, so the next governments mm. going forward need to realize mm. this. Fix the political as much as you want to fix the engineering, because they need to support each other. Yeah. Jeroen Kreer, thank you so much, as always, uh, um, for your insights. I really appreciate it. And by the way, uh, I think you've been way too long in the U.S. I'm starting to detect a little U.S. twang coming through. You're talking about example. I'm worried about you, you oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm in France, not the U.S. No. <laughs> oh, it's a French accent coming through there. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Your career is an energy um, analyst. Uh, they're just uh, reflecting on what happened over the weekend. And uh, the minister yesterday um, is saying that they had to um, implement stage six load shedding. Um, he says it was the minister saying it's a result of a calculated risk. Just mere days after the president told us that... Uh, uh, the worst of load shedding is behind us. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.